Welcome to the podcast of the Sunday morning worship service of the Heartland Church of the Nazarene. We're a community of faith learning to love God and our neighbors as ourselves. Welcome home. Today's sermon text is from Colossians 1, 1 through 14. The passage will be on the screen for you, or if you like, please turn to Colossians in your Bible. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ and Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Well, um, I'd like to welcome you all. It's, uh, It's good to be here. Um, last two weeks have been fun for me, uh, my technology to cooperate, to, to be able to hear um, uh, the report from VBS from a couple weeks ago, and then to hear the report from Tammy and Car- uh, Carol uh, in, their, in their trip. And so I got to sleep in on Sundays, two Sundays in a row, uh, which, which is pretty, pretty awesome, because as you know, that doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. Um, well, we, we're starting a, a new series, the, the Book of Colossians, and Colossians is a letter. Um, and Paul, like we've said, opens up with uh, a word of gratitude, and he is thankful uh, for this church that he may or may not have ever gotten to visit. Um, it, this letter is unlike all of the letters that we read uh, when we were looking at the Book of Revelation, Right? Um, the book of Revelation, they would, they would start kind of maybe with a good thing, or if the, the, the specific town had some things to work on, Jesus would just kind of go right at it. And, but this isn't like that at all. Like, this is, this is a good letter. And, and Paul has uh, really great things to say, but he's also trying to remind them of all of the things that they should, well, all the things they should remember about who truly is God and how they should live and things like that. Well, it, it starts off with a, with a really significant, you know, a greeting. Um, in, our prayers for we, uh, in our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and love for all the saints. Um, this whole opening can seem a little bit uh, over the top, maybe. I don't know. It, um, it seems like it, in our day and age, we might be a little suspicious of really things that, that are really shiny and great at the beginning. Right? Um, 
particular favorite of mine is the compliment sandwich. Have, has, have you had, ever had the compliment sandwich? It's where, where someone is about to bring some criticism to you and they, they or some correction. Now it has its place. It has its place. But they, they say really, really great things about you. And then, and then like they slam in with whatever's wrong. And then they come on the other side with really, really great things again, thinking that you won't, you won't see or maybe recognize that you've been criticized. Anyway, uh, so, so the compliments are the bread that keep your hands clean from the peanut butter and jelly. That's the, I love peanut butter and jelly. I shouldn't malign it that way. Uh, but this isn't what, this isn't what uh, Paul is doing. Uh, he, he's not compliment sandwiching. I, I had a boss who was particularly good at this strategy. Uh, it never got old. Like, oh, I knew it's coming. Uh, but that's not what Paul is doing. He is thoroughly excited about the faith and the hope and the love that the Colossians have. Um, now, I, I want to I look at these three words just for a little bit. We thank God, our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You've heard of, okay, I'll stop right there and we'll go back here. Um, one of the things I was thinking as I, I read this and, and I, I asked the Bible study to what, what a letter might look like if Paul was writing it to us. And uh, that was one of the discussion questions. And so I, I think it might be appropriate for, the, for us in this moment for me at least, uh, to maybe mimic what Paul is saying right here. Uh, That in my prayers for you, I always thank God, our Lord Jesus Christ, for your faith in Jesus Christ and the love that you have for all the the saints and the hope that you have uh, for the end. Now, faith and love are all connected with this hope, right? Uh, uh, We have faith. Paul's church in Colossians here has faith because they believe in their heart of hearts that God is coming to make all things right. Uh, that the brokenness in our world is, uh, is going to at one point uh, evaporate and be done with and we will be left in communion with God in an bro- unbroken and whole world. Um, so, so that's what gives us the ability. God gives us the ability to have this faith and love. And, and faith is... Well, it's not just confidence that, that things are going to happen, but I think it, it motivates us to do things in a specific manner. Uh, it, it motivates us to have love for those around us. So, I was beginning to think, who, who in our church has, has some faith that's been motivated, motivated by hope and expresses itself through love, and, and one of the people, and, and nobody I mentioned today knows that I'm going to do this. One of the things I, people I think about when I think about faith and hope and love is uh, Marsha Grant. Uh, and she, I, I can see her faith, but more importantly, I can see her faith expressing itself in care for others. Uh, a couple of months ago, she came to us with a request from one of the students, international students that she's uh, involved with. And uh, his name is Paul, correct? Right? And he belongs to a tribe in South Sudan. And they had a bunch of people come in and just, like, kill everybody. How, how many were left? Well, it said 36. Yeah, 36 of them were killed. They, they took all their cattle, which, were, which is their currency. And, uh, and not only has Marcia exercised her faith and her love in, in caring for Paul as he was a student here, but... She, she rallied us together and we raised money and we were able to provide them. Most of you uh, gave some and we had that yard sale that we gave a whole bunch of money to. Uh, 
It is Marcia's faith expressing her, her love through the gifts for Paul and his family and his people. Um, I, think, uh, I think she does that because she knows that, that, that Christ is coming. That Christ is there in those moments already anyway, binding the hearts and the bodies of those who have suffered in that moment. And I give thanks and pray for Marcia uh, in her faith and her love that is rooted in her hope in Jesus Christ. Uh, as Paul's declaration of thankfulness can, uh, continues, he connects it with uh, the, the larger work of the gospel in the world. Um, I may have gotten ahead of myself here. Nope. Uh, let me find it. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, you have heard this. You have heard of this gospel before, in the words of truth, the gospel that has come to you, just as as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world. So it has been bearing fruit among yourselves for the day you heard it, and truly hand, comprehended the grace of God. Uh, I think in the middle of first century Middle East area, uh, that the situation was tough. Right? We, we've just spent a whole bunch of time looking at the Book of Revelation and, and all the persecution that was wrapped up. Uh, and all of that, and, and I'm sure that the Colossians had their fair share of struggles, and I'm sure it was hard for them to, to be able to take their minds off of what was happening in their own little world, to, to imagine that God was not just at work within them, but that they were part of something larger that the world, uh, that God is doing in the world. Uh, that they belonged to something that, that wasn't just about them, and what God was doing in them, but that it was part of what God is doing uh, in their neighbors in, in other towns and nations. Um, I, so I thought to myself, well, well, who, what do we do? Uh, who can I be thankful for that, that is, well, remembering that we are not just uh, Americans who uh, God has blessed and loved, that, that it isn't just us that, that God is working in, but that God is doing similar things all over the world. And we heard a lot of that story last week with Tammy and Carol as they reported on Paraguay and, and the work that God is doing down there. And, and the work they did, uh, it, may seem, it may seem insignificant, the little construction project. It's not, though, because it reminds them and it reminds us that God is not just working here, but God is working through a lady who cooks over a, a cook fire and feeds hundreds of people, 400 people. Uh, that God is working through a pastor and a wife who uh, tried to resurrect this church and for a whole year had no one come. I don't know that I would have stayed, honestly. If you all didn't come for a whole year, I think I'd be pretty sad. But, um, so we, we think of that, that, that we are part of something that God is doing elsewhere. Uh, and back in February, we had... Uh, Free the girls. You guys remember this? We collected bras for uh, survivors of human trafficking all over the world. Uh, a friend of mine who, who runs that organization, it, it's just a reminder that, that we have the opportunity to participate in what God is doing. Not just in telling people about Jesus, but expressing our faith through the love of giving funds and bras. I know, it, we, we never ever kind of look at it that way, but it's a small, tangible thing that we do to help, well, that we did to help folks um, 
get along and share the love of Jesus. Uh, each, each month, our church gives a little bit of what you give uh, to a fund that helps missionaries from the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, a fund that goes and it, it, it pays for them to, to do the work of training pastors and, and evangelizing and, and bringing the work of God to the entire world. I am grateful and I am thankful. I praise God all the time that you all participate with what God is doing in the world. That in, in sometimes seemingly small ways that our church, because of our faith and our love, which is rooted in the hope of Jesus Christ, that we bear fruit the world over. Well, in verse 9, uh, things change. It says, for this, uh, for this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with all the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. We'll start, for this reason, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with all the knowledge of God's will. My purpose in life, other than being hopefully a, a good husband and father, my purpose in life is to help us by asking Christ to help us to be filled with all the knowledge of God's wisdom and his will. And, and I am thankful that, that I, I get to be a part of a community of faith, a, a, a church that is seeking hard to understand what it is that God is calling us to do in this moment and this time. That I, that I think of you often and... Well, I won't say always, most of the time. And pray that we might together figure out what God's will is and his spiritual wisdom, which, by the way, the world says is foolishness. It's hard. I do that so that we might lead lives worthy of the Lord, that we may be fully pleasing to him, and that we may continue to bear fruit in all of our works, and grow in the knowledge of God. I think it's one of the things that I really love about our Bible study that happens on Sunday morning, um, more than probably any other Bible study that I've ever been a part of. Uh, and I've been a part of a lot. Uh, we have some really, really great conversations. Some really questioning and probing ones that, that well, may be a little bit disruptive. Uh, that might go and speak against all of the other voices that are in our world. I think these kinds of conversations, I think what we do here too, but, but maybe even just over a cup of coffee or a thing of popcorn from GoPo. That we sit and we hash out life and we, we understand what our faith is and, and how we can exercise our faith in love because of the hope of what Jesus Christ is doing. Um, I'll just read this line. Uh, I pray for you uh, to intentionally pursue becoming disciples of Christ and not disciples of Facebook, cable news, or talk radio. The, 
I, I, uh, I'm hard on Facebook. I don't like it. And you probably get sick of me saying these things. Uh, but there are voices all over the place that are saying, this is the way we should go. This is, this is how it is to be truly Christian, and it looks nothing like Jesus. Or, or this, this is what it means to be, this is how you can find joy and contentment and love. And so I pray that we would know the will of God and all of God's wisdom so that we can lead lives that are worthy of the Lord and pleasing. Uh, one of the things I, I, I like about this, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go, actually, we'll, we'll read a little bit more here. Verse 11, may you be strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I, I pray, as I give thanks, that, that God would help us to, uh, well, what is this? Have strength that comes from God's glorious power that we may patiently endure everything while joyfully giving thanks. It's hard, it's hard, well, you know it's hard. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to joyfully give thanks in the midst of patience. But this is what I pray that we can, we can do. Because, because we have been rescued from the power of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of God. All of those voices that I said, uh, that's the kingdom of darkness. And, and we belong not to that world. And Paul is reminding his friends that we belong not to that world, but that we belong to the kingdom of God, which is not so much a place as it is a way of being. The kingdom of God is characterized by love and grace. It is a place where faith is not disappointed and hope is made, uh, sees the realization of the things that it's hoped for. Our church, I am thankful I am thankful for you because we have been, well, our being, I think, transferred from the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom. And that as we, as we do the things that we do together, as we live life together, as we worship and read scripture and teach our children and baptize kids, that we are in the kingdom of God. And we get to participate with what God is doing in our world for its salvation, for its redemption, for its restoration. Uh, we're we're going to baptize in a second. And, and I think one of the things that helps us remember that we have been rescued from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of God is through things like baptism. It, it's why we don't do them like privately. <laughs> uh, it's, it's why we do them in front of friends and family and the people of God where we get to say, 
not only do we get to, I'm pointing there because that's where it's going to happen, not only do we get to say that, that this person is committed to following Jesus Christ and, and growing and living and maturing in faith, but that you and I are committed to helping them that go that way. Not only that, but it is an opportunity for us to look back on our own baptism no, long, no, no matter how far uh, ago that might have been, how long ago that might have been. That we look at it and we remind ourselves, I have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of God. And I have faith that is rooted in the hope that Jesus Christ is coming to make all things new. And I exercise that faith in love for my brothers and sisters in the church and in love for the people around me in my community I think this is part of what Paul is wanting them to do. Uh, to remember who it is they are and what God's calling them to do. And so in a moment, when I, when I baptize Micah, I want you to remember your baptism. Remember your faith and your hope and your love. Be encouraged that God has not abandoned us the world is not going to, to explode. It may, I don't know. Not permanently anyway, right? But that in you is the power of Christ working for, for the kingdom of God. Remember what God has done in you and through you for the sake of his kingdom. Thank you for listening to our Sunday morning worship service. For more information about the Heartland Church of the Nazarene, please visit heartlandnaz.org.